Hello. Welcome to His Presence Podcast. I am Haley Pruitt, and this is Season 2, Episode 12. Forty days ago, I began a She Reads Truth study for Lent, reading through the book of Ezekiel in the days between Ash Wednesday and Easter. The final days of the plan included finishing Ezekiel a week early so that we could walk through the gospel accounts of Jesus' last days during Holy Week. My daily routine included an early morning walk without music or a podcast or an audiobook in my ears as I practiced the discipline of silence and then poured my coffee and sat in my favorite chair to open the words of the Lord to the prophet. I expected this to be a sacred time of renewal and refreshment when I could reconnect with the Lord and rest in his presence and reassurance that he's got this. But that is not what happened. Life is hard and it often got in the way. Rain kept me from walking, traveling got me out of routine, I was tired and worn down from hard work and so much activity this time of year. And as it turns out, Ezekiel is not uplifting at all. I found myself weighed down with despair, reading story after story after story that seemed to go the same way. The Lord would ask Ezekiel to do something crazy, like lay on his side on the ground and cook his food over a fire made from his own excrement or dig a hole in the city wall and pack a bag and pretend to run away every day. But the people wouldn't see any of his antics as prophecies against them and their idolatry, and the Lord would promise to destroy them. The book was full of weirdness and woe, and I don't think I've ever found myself longing for the gospel more than I have in this season. And yes, that's the point of Lent. It's a time set aside to remember our own sin and brokenness so that we can long for Christ and resurrection. But that's not the story I want to share today. In other parts of my life, the Gospel of John keeps showing up. I'm in a year-long Bible class on John. Our church's theme for the year comes from the book of John, and I'm listening to Father Mike Schmitz read the Bible each day on his podcast, which I'll link in the show notes. In that reading plan, we took a break from the Old Testament this week to read through, you guessed it, the Gospel of John. And it was in that reading, listening to stories I've heard over and over and over again, even lately, that I was struck once again by the story of Lazarus. Lazarus was Jesus' friend, and when Christ got the word that he was sick and dying, he waited two days to visit and then announced to the disciples that his friend Lazarus was asleep and he was going to wake him up, casually, as though he had just finished frying eggs, just the way Lazarus liked them, perhaps over medium on avocado toast. That's my favorite. And it was time for Jesus to invite him to rise from his slumber and break his fast. But the truth is that Lazarus had been dead four days by the time Christ arrived. And his sisters, Mary and Martha, made it very clear that they were frustrated that Jesus was so tardy because they knew he could have saved their brother. They believed. They hoped. But their hope for his recovery died with him. And now they have to wait until the last day for his resurrection. Jesus wept in tender affection for them. 
And then he, through the power of the Holy Spirit, called Lazarus forth from the tomb. After their hope was lost, Jesus created life. And it was there in the middle of that very familiar story that I remembered, Ezekiel, in the Valley of Dry Bones. His faith in the power of God gave him the privilege to watch life being created where all hope was lost. For those people, it hadn't been just four days. It had been years as there was nothing left of them but very dry bones until God breathed his Holy Spirit into them and they walked again. In Ezekiel 37, beginning in verse 7, hear the word of the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a sound, and behold, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. And then he, the Lord, said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. And then he, the Lord, said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our, is, our bones were dried up, and our hope is lost. We are indeed cut off. Therefore prophesy. And say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves and rise you from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from them, O my people. And I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land. And then you shall know that I am the Lord. I have spoken, and I will do it, declares the Lord. That same spirit that raised Lazarus from the dead, the same spirit that raised those dry bones back to life in the middle of the valley, the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead on the third day, the event that people all over the globe are celebrating today, that same spirit lives in you. He gives life to your body. He transforms you, making you loving and joyful and peaceful and patient and more like God. The story of Resurrection Sunday is that the tomb of our Lord Jesus, who submitted himself to be sacrificed on our behalf so that we might be reconciled to God, is empty. Jesus has risen. He who was dead is alive. Even after it seemed that all hope was lost, even after he committed his spirit to the Father and breathed his last, the spirit was breathed into him once again, and he walked to this earth and talked and slept and ate and ascended to the Father to prepare the place where we will soon join him following our own deaths and resurrections. The beauty of the gospel 
is that resurrection always follows death. And whether you've been dead three days or three centuries, it is never too late for our God. That's the hope of glory. That's the truth worth celebrating. So today, as you dress your family in matching pastel outfits, sit in a church pew, hug your people, eat that Sunday roast and potatoes and laugh and tell stories and enjoy the beauty of fellowship, remember, it is never too late. Even in the midst of a strange story or a strange life, where it seems that God is asking you to do things that don't make sense and don't seem effective, even if your heart is hard as a stone and it seems there's no life left in that relationship and no energy left in that dream, we do not have to despair. If he can breathe life into dry bones and dirt, you are not the hardest project he's ever had to work with. The Gospel of John, chapter 24, and verse 1. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared, and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful man and be crucified and on the third day rise? and they remembered the things that he said. Thanks be to God that our Lord is risen indeed.